Ah, there you are. Well, welcome to the uh, the Chairman's Lounge. Uh, what a wonderful place it is where war and famine and the cost of living a mere annoyance is on the way to what really matters in this world, the bottom line. And today, uh, Chairman Daniel, we're at the Chairman's Lounge at Bundalia North. I'd like to uh, uh, pay my respects to the Nadiri people uh, and I'm... Uh, uh, show my respects to their uh, elders past and present. The people of uh, North Adelaide, part of the uh, North Country Adelaide uh, no, local government area. The, the Northern Areas uh, local government area. North and Country, Northern Areas, same and, thing. And it's a, it's, a, it's a bloody good thing that you did acknowledge the country because at the Northern Areas Council, they've decided to ditch the acknowledgement the country. Not only acknowledgements to country, but welcome to countries as well. So uh, no more elders coming in and telling councillors and people in the council chamber about uh, the history of mm. their people, the traditional owners yeah. of the place. No more education, no more enlightenment, no more... Don't want a bar of true history of this country. Uh, we, we found that out on October 14th, which I now declare as Australia Day. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Get stuff day. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't want to borrow of it. And, you know, we saw also uh, with the Liberal Party New South Wales yeah, conference yeah. on the weekend, yeah, there was sure. um, a, a straw head uh, presenter doing a sort of a limp-wristed acknowledgement of the country, and she got booed. Well, I, I, I think uh, I, I think we give her her dues because at least she tried it on. So th- this is the big thing We've here. got a clip of that, haven't we? We do. Well, this is the big thing that has happened. So at the... Uh, at a couple of councils, uh, and one of those is the Northern Areas Council, just uh, north of Adelaide there, have uh, decided to drop the acknowledgements and the welcome to the country. And uh, at the New South Wales Liberal Party conference, as, as, uh, as you quite rightly pointed out, they, uh, someone was doing an acknowledgement to, to country and they got booed. And so here it is. Have a listen to this. I just wanted to... Um just acknowledge that we are on um, the, the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and um, acknowledge our, um, the traditional owners. They're emboldened. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Conservatives uh, with a capital C are emboldened oh, yeah, yeah. since uh, October 14th. Um, taking away their fixation of uh, what people are doing with their genitalia um, there is always an opportunity to progress the culture wars through what we now know as uh, welcome to countries as well. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I, uh, the big thing for me when you listen to that clip is not, not the booze themselves, because uh, you're always going to have a few decades. Uh, it's the lack of booing against the booze. So instead yeah. of somebody shutting them down and saying, listen, dickhead, why don't you just pull your head in here? Uh, we, the booze just sort of ring out. And unfortunately, you, you mentioned the straw-headed... Um, there's enough. There's enough she, hair dye. Left, there's left. enough straw. What I want to term straw hair dye mm. in Liberal Party circles to sink a ship. You notice how so many of uh, uh, of of the women have hair like straw. Mm. It's a thing. I'm telling it you. It is. It is. I'm I'm on her side though because at least she uh, at least she gave it a goddamn go. Oh, but she's thing. not the only one though there with straw hair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I know. There's plenty. Oh, there's plenty. Oh, there's loads. So, so here's the thing. After we had the voice referendum, 
uh, and it failed. I think you and I are on record uh, chatting in a chairman's lounge somewhere in this great country where we were talking about what that's going to mean going forward. And one of those things is you get the Pauline Hanson types of this world that will say, well, we, we've had our final call on reconciliation that's here. Right. And, and, and the final call is you can all get stuffed. Yeah. We're now starting to actually see that play. In all seriousness, Daniel, we're starting to see that play out now, aren't we? Yeah, and it's going to continue to, uh, to gain momentum because emboldenment um, breeds emboldenment. You know, the, the, the bolder you become, the, the more bolder you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to see that with things like Welcome to the Country. Um, it's only a matter of time. It really is only a matter of time before a Welcome to the Country is booed at a sporting event somewhere in this country. And we've already had people calling for that. We've had, very uh, thing. We've, we've, we've had some fossils calling for that. Um, it's hard to see where this ends up, but uh, what it shows is what many of us already knew, but hope wouldn't be the case, and that is that um, we don't want to know about the true history of this place in this country. Mm. Um, we don't even want to know about other cultures or um, civilizations as well, mm. whether that be First Nations people or, 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 or new Australians. All we want to care about is whether we're okay. We've never become, we've become incredibly individualized when it comes to thinking about our places within yeah. um, our own society. And it's hard to see where this will end, but um, Hansenism has become more and more mainstream over the past uh, 20, 30 years. It, it is now front and centre when it comes to the culture wars. Speaking as a, speaking as a white bloke, to sort of see that kind of uh, injection of chutzpah yeah. around being white, you know, this isn't this bloody fantastic, we took on the black fellas, we won, let's start booing, it makes me feel sick in the guts. Well, you know, we had John Howard at that uh, Cooker Conference in London where he's decrying... You take it easy on those, but some really good intentioned human <laughs> beings that go to those conferences. You know. I just, uh, yeah, just sit around and just talk about what people are doing with their genitalia and how our uh, drag queens are a risk to our children. Yeah, yeah. What's um, it called? Fark. Ark. 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 Yeah, John Howard was there. John Howard, Tony Abbott, uh, pretty much every... Was Scott Morrison there? I'm not sure whether Scott Morrison was there. Barnaby Joyce was there. All paid for, by the way, by, by the organisers, I believe. Yeah. Um, all sitting... Me- well, Barnaby Joyce is a sitting member of uh, our current parliament, so using his time effectively mm. for the people of New England. Mm. Um, like we said, it <laughs> I'm out of words because... Yeah. Um, if you'd asked me this is whether we would have been like this in 2023, if you asked me this 10 years ago, I would have thought that, would have said that, well, we're on a trajectory here. There's, there are Aboriginal musicians, historians, writers, filmmakers, um, uh, theatre directors, storytellers that are, are really pushing some really vivid and effective stories yeah. um, about and for First Nations people. And it seems to be changing the course of the way we talk about history in this country. And for six million people who voted yes, it seems to have had an effect. But for the people that are outside the inner city um, enclaves in which um, uh, people voted on October 14th, um, it's not the case. And so the question is, if we're going to change things, do we continue to appeal to the political class or do we have to start changing the conversation um, to try and appeal to people 
out in the burbs that are doing it um, hard with the cost of living crisis, but as things stand, don't want to know a bar of um, you know true history in this country. A lot of it goes back to the education system, goes back to our mm. curriculum, goes back yep. to the values of our political leadership, and it goes back to the way the media covers all of this. Um, so there's a long way to go um, in terms of whether we're going to have a treaty or not. That's not going to happen in my lifetime or your lifetime. Um, and so the, the, the question is, how do you arrest this? How do you arrest this move to the far right on matters of, of race in this country? Well, the, the, the immediate thing um, that we can do and has to happen is um, you have to defeat Peter Dutton at the ne- next election. Because if he gets in, then that then takes it to another level. Because he would have got in on the back of thinking, okay, well, um, my political momentum in this election cycle changed um, on October 14. So he's going to try and play that party trick all the way through to the next election. I understand. I'm, I'm with you on your passion for Peter Dutton, but I, I think you, you might be uh, letting off Albanese uh, here in, in, in one respect is that I'm not sure if the country is a hell of a lot better with him winning either. This, this is my conundrum. Well, <laughs> you know, because of this, that referendum should never have happened like that. And, we, yeah. and, and my feeling is, again, I'd say this is a white guy, I, I felt that we were actually really starting to get somewhere in this country. We were really, you know, you were talking about musicians and storytellers and, yep. and historians, you know. I thought we were really starting to get somewhere and we fucked. Well, the big thing for Albanese is that we're at now at half time in terms of his election cycle. So we're going to have a, another election probably in about 18 months. Yeah. Now, um, if you look at the runs that uh, the Albanese government have got on the board here, it's hard to think or list of anything at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I'm, certain, I'm sure that they've achieved things, but um, I think there's two things. They're not being um, uh, uh, radical enough in terms of, like, no. pursuing an agenda. Yeah. And they're not telling their own story well enough. And the, 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 the inflation genie and the cost of living genie is just so far out of the bottle now. Um, and they've staked, their, um, they've staked their government on arresting some of those cost of living pressures. Um, they've got 18 months to do something about it. And if they don't, I can't see They're them being to, reelected. No, I can't do because they don't. They they don't really have a, a, a vision to do it, and they've shown that they can't do it. That voice, the voice, the whole voice referendum. I think they were hanging their hat on that they thought that that was just bold and, and a courageous and a terrific thing to do. That, that that just turned it out to be rubbish. Well, they misread the room, but more importantly, from a political perspective, they they mis- misread their opponent. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, we always knew anyone who's got half a brain half a political brain, mm. always knew that Peter Dutton was going to oppose the voice. Yeah, and the Pauline Hanson types were going to yeah. do their thing. Um, uh, but we, pu- we pushed on with it anyway, and we did such an appalling job. I have no idea. Where, where does it go to from here? Where do we sort of try and claw that back? Like I said, we were getting, some, we've, we're getting somewhere and stuffed it up. How do we claw that back? And Nothing make is it going to happen. Nothing is going to happen during this election cycle. Um, the Albanese government isn't going to want to go near Aboriginal affairs well, with a barge re- pole. But we can't. No, absolutely. But we can't rely. They've shown us we can't rely on can't rely on Labor, 
and you can't rely on the Liberal Party and the National Party to do it for us. Neither, yeah. ne- none of those groups are going to be able to do it, are they? No, no, they're not. So it's up to everyday Australians, but everyday Australians yeah. don't seem to give a fuck either. I'm just wondering where my, um, where my entree is. Yeah, what did, you, a, what, did you, what did you go for? I ordered a, um, a baked whole sea emperor penguin. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm awful using the whole beast Look, too. Uh, I mean, you, you actually, what they actually do is they mm. put the beak um, to a grindstone and, and grind it down yeah, into yeah. a fine sort of uh, a sand-like texture and add yeah, a bit no, of I, lemon and pepper I to it. I had it last week. It's good. I had top. it last week. It's terrific. Fantastic. So what a life to be the governor of the Reserve Bank of Australia. Uh, Michelle Bollocks. I'm sure, sorry, I think I might have... What is it? What is it? It's, bu- it's Bullocks. Bullocks, yes, okay. Let <laughs> me just to correct myself. Uh, Michelle, who is the, uh, the, the governor of the Reserve Bank of Australia, it's one of those things you think, oh, you know, that guy Philip Lowe was a little bit of a tosser and, he, and some of his messaging was really bad, so let's... Let's just push him out of the way, because surely what's going to come along... It's got nothing to do with the culture, it's just got to do with the individual. No, that's right. So let's get rid of that individual, because something something will... It's like what they're doing at Optus right now. You know, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll rip the head off and something beautiful will grow. That's not always the case. So Michelle goes to a conference at Hong Kong where I'm sure she thought nobody... Oh, no, there's no microphones or cameras no, here. This, this will never get back to Australia. <laughs> Australia is so far away. We're here we are in Hong Kong. We're overseas. And what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh, however, she said uh, that the interest rate rises uh, were... And, and people talking about interest rate rises were, and allow me to get this quote right and hold my finger up in quotation marks, political I noise. I see it, I see it. You see it? Political noise. Mm. She said, so the interest rates weren't actually damaging and everyone is tickety-boo Yeah. because it's all political noise. Yeah, it comes at a time when uh, Alan Kohler, the former editor of the Australian Financial Review and uh, former editor of, of The Age, and of course, the uh, the the finance guy on ABC Nightly News yeah, sure. has uh, produced a quarterly essay um, relating to house prices in in, in particular. Um, before I go into that, I will say that um, in terms of inflation, in the way the Reserve Bank measures inflation, they don't count petrol prices. Um, now, my um, when I when I when I descended from my ivory tower to uh, get on my Vespa to uh, yeah to to go somewhere yeah. It used to cost me four dollars eighty to fill that baby up. Mm. Now it costs me twelve dollars. Yeah. Um, now I don't know how much it would cost to fill up a Toyota Hilux, for instance. Mm. But I reckon that might be adding to the the, the pressure on on household budgets. It, it could, uh, Petrol, and, let, and, and let's say there's a very large truck with very big tanks that needs to haul. Baby food, for example, from one end of the country to the other. Would that be then more expensive? Would that convert in the same way? I'm not an economist. No. <laughs> Me neither. But um, I, I, would, I, would, I would imagine that uh, the cost of transport, transporting things around, particularly via road, uh, would, uh, would affect the, uh, the price that we pay. So... We- so you're telling me, so let me just get this straight here, because I don't want to get this wrong. When the current Treasurer of the Federal Government stood up in Parliament this week and said everything's fine, yeah. and when the Governor of Reserve Bank uh, was uh, eating, uh, eating duck uh, in Hong Kong and saying that it was all political noise, are you mm. suggesting that, that, that they're wrong? 
Well, if we if we return to uh, Alan's essay in, in the uh, in the quarterly, please. Um, I'm surmising here, um, uh, but if I can actually boil down what he said in uh, you know um, two hundred odd pages, he's basically said in relation to housing prices that um, we fucked it uh, <laughs> and we fucked it bad. Um, when his parents bought a, a home, it cost. Um, uh, 3.5 times the uh, median household income. That was way back in 1951. 3.5. 3.5. Um, these days, if you want to buy uh, a house, which the average median, pr- uh, the average price in Australia now is $732,886, you are now paying 7.4 times the annual average <sighs> weekly earnings. Now, for us to get back to that 3.5 figure, the uh, 3.5 times household income, um, to, 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 to correct the, the housing market, to get back to that, we will require 20 years of house price stagnation to get back to that 3.5 number. Or a massive depression, or um, a massive global financial crisis. Because um, all, all of the levers that we have to pull, you know, around capital gains tax and um, uh, things like negative gearing, they're levers that we can pull. We can increase housing support, supply. But what Alan concludes at the end of his essay, and, and I think it is correct, is we've totally fucked it and there is no solution to the housing affordability crisis in this country unless there is something like a, like a depression or a global financial crisis. And so you've got to start asking yourself the question, when we see the way that some of our big corporates uh, have, have behaved, um, that the, the haves and the haves nots have nots in this country, you've got to start wondering when that's going to start inf- affecting um, social cohesion in this place. As people who are have nots begin to realise that there is no path towards becoming a have yeah. in this country um, in terms of no matter how hard you work, there is no opportunity to build real wealth or security for yourself in this country um, unless you're able to um, afford a a house, sit on that house and um, uh, uh, sell it down the road as as an investment. Um, That's going to start affecting social cohesion at at, at some point. And if you wanted me to put a timeline on when that will start to fray, I would say after this Christmas, as people start putting um, essential bills paying for Christmas and other things on their credit card. Um, if you get a $4,000 credit card and you pay the minimum um, monthly repayment for that, it takes 15 years to pay that $4,000 credit card off. That's when the rubber's going to start to hit the road when it comes to the proper um, uh, affordability crisis um, and, and cost of living crisis in this country. And it's going to start having political ramifications as well. Damn right. There's a big shift that's been there. You go back, uh, you know, maybe 40 years ago, people used to discuss it as the, the great Aussie battler. Yeah. You know, or the little Aussie battler, sorry. You know, someone is a battler. But when you realise, like when it kicks in to your brain, that you can't actually win that battle, that you have no chance. You've got a spud gun and someone's got a Sherman tank. Once people start you know, realising yeah. that... When people start, when people start realising that, because we've been sold, everyone's been sold the pup that... Um, uh, you know, if you, you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, sort of thing. Um, once people start realising, actually, no, I can't. I have to work two jobs to pay the rent, to pay my mortgage. Um, uh, uh, daycare costs are, are through the roof. Yep. Uh, it's taken, you know, uh, 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 
$200 to fill a tank of petrol. Yep. Um, yep. There's no way I can get ahead in life here. And if I'm locked out of the property market, as things stand now, it's almost impossible for me to get into it. And that's the only way you can really build wealth in this country as it stands. Um, people are going to get jack of it. And this is where people like uh, Donald Trump come along and, and, and yeah. uh, master salesmen and start selling um, pups and furfies to the, yep. to the community. Um, and you get radicals, usually from, from the far right, that say there's got to be a better way. It's the system. We need to tear the system down. Um, and that's a very appealing thing for people that aren't engaged in the political process because you realise if you tear the system down, you're left with nothing. But by all means, please boo an acknowledgement to country. Oh, it's those black fellows that have right. uh, done this to the us. Stuff that's right. You can't rely on the bastards for anything. <laughs> this is a final call for Mr Justin Smith, MP for Oh, we've got a... I think we've got a... You, can you get that penguin to go? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Will they take it to... Will they do that? Well, you need a small coffin for it, but um, <laughs> I'm sure we... I've never done that before. I just like to eat it here. But look, if we've, we've got to go, we've got to go. Uh, thank you. And uh, we say goodbye uh, from the Chairman's Lounge at uh, Bundalia North. And we once again acknowledge the country. Yeah, the Nadjuri the, 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 uh, people. Not the council. Fuck the council. <laughs> we, can, we, can we start doing unwelcomes the country? Oh. It's like, fuck off. You're not wanted. Leave. Sick of it. <laughs> and we're starting with you, pricks. Uh, we have been produced by the Content Engine, the podcast and video content specialists and live members of every Chairman's Lounge in the world. Please reach out and touch us live from the Chairman's Lounge at gmail.com. <laughs>